0: Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you every night to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. In this case, it is designed to discuss a Cowboys win, the 10th of the season. The Cowboys are 10-4. and 4. We are and we should be excited about it, I believe. We'll get into some of the details and I will talk about two ways that the Cowboys offense showed significant improvement in my opinion. Let's talk about it. Thank you for joining the show. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show as well. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about Primetime. Burner account starting us off with his his first comment on Michael Parsons saying two-thirds of the world are covered by water. The rest is covered by Micah Parsons. Here we go. Let's start the show officially. Thank you guys for joining me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network, with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire 2021 season. There are only three weeks left, by the way, of the season. But for the rest of your Cowboys content and your Mavericks content, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. How about the Cowboys? They got their 10th win of the season. It was not the prettiest of wins, but it is the third straight road win for the Dallas Cowboys. And listen, the Cowboys started this year, sportsbooks, had the Cowboys win total at 9.5. The Cowboys just went over that mark, and there are still three games left to be played. One of those games against Washington on primetime, by the way, then you get the Arizona Cardinals, and that team is still a little bit scary in spite of what happened today, but they are not invincible, and that was more than clear after they lost to the Detroit Lions in, in a surprising event on today's slate of NFL games, but the Cowboys are actually now the third seed in the NFC. They're moving up again after that loss for the Cardinals, so a lot of good things to talk about, really, even though... It was not a blowout win, as Peter is saying in the chat. I am pretty happy about this win, to be honest with you. Uh, Ryan says, hope you enjoyed the game. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for being here. I believe that. I I, I did. I definitely did. Chuck says, get rid of Greg Sorlin." Greg DeLeg missed two extra points today. And I feel I, I feel similarly to what Chuck is saying. Like, get rid of him. I, I do feel like it is my duty to tell you my opinion that it is that even though we're not excited about what happened with Greg today, I don't see this Cowboys front office moving on from him. I don't see them targeting any other kicker in free agency. I don't think that will happen at all. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining the show. As Stevie Mac is saying, thank you, Stevie Mac, to, for reminding everyone. Hit the like button. Share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So we'll talk about the defense for sure in a few moments on tonight's show. We're excited about the defense. The defense has proven to be an elite unit on the front seven. Uh, Michael Parsons, the latest in his long list of impressive fits is just him casually playing cornerback on the outside versus Kenny Galladay and actually beating him. Not only that, because it is not only about him being athletic enough to cover that play, but actually the way that he reacted, right? So on that play, I was kind of scared because I couldn't find Micah. And I was thinking like, where is him? And then I found him over there on the outside lined up against a running back. And I thought to myself, I actually like that matchup. I don't think that any running back can take uh, Micah Parsons on the outside on a pass play. Anyways, you guys know the rest. The running back picks off uh, Anthony Brown. He picks Anthony Brown. Micah is isolated with Kenny Galladay. And I think that his mental processing on that play wasn't full display because Micah was pretty smart and he stuck with Kenny Galladay, showed up in coverage, and just another one of his impressive plays, to be honest. The defense was great. The concerns come from the offense side. And... Is still not the performance that we want out of Kellen Morris and Dak Prescott's unit. But I wanted to ask you, I wanted to start this show off by asking you, did your level of concern regarding the Cowboys offense changed or did it stay the same? Did it change or did it stay the same? Because this was not the best Cowboys offensive performance of the season I do think that we saw some improvement so that's the question Burner account actually saying that it was worse Eric Kidd has changed um uh, barrel killer says I'm happy with the win since the Lions whipped the cards it looks even better yeah the Cowboys improved their sitting and listen the Tampa Bay box still a lot of football um to be played a lot of football left to be played but the Saints are actually leading Tampa 6-0. Change, slight change to Peter Rizzo. Curtis says, stayed the same. Stevie Mac says, stayed the same, but my concern of Kellen has gotten worse. That is fair. I think, actually, that is pretty smart from Stevie Mac. But I do think there are some improvements on offense, and I will talk specifically about two of them. Number one is that I think that Dak Prescott clearly played a better game than in recent weeks. I think that most of the Cowboys' issues where other things, there were some poor plays. Don't get me wrong, but I feel way better about today's Dak Prescott game than in recent weeks. Dak clearly played better, in my opinion. Not a lot of missed throws. Maybe one of them at the beginning of the game, and it was a rollout kind of play. So I don't, I, I can live with that perfectly. There was also the fumble on the strip sack, which you know, you you know that it was a tough play for City Lamb being isolated versus Lorenzo Carter. You don't want that matchup. And you, you, you never want that kind of matchup. And it was not City Lamb's entire fault, in my opinion, because he simply shouldn't be assigned to Lorenzo Carter in any kind of situation. So it was definitely not great. But I think that other than that, we saw Dak Prescott put some pretty good passes on his receivers' hands, including some throws that were dropped by City Lamp, and we'll talk about that later on the show as well. That was the number one way that, in my opinion, the Cowboys' offense improved today versus the Giants. There is another one. There is another way that, in my opinion, the Cowboys clearly improved, and it was in the running game. And many people are being focused on the fact that Tony Pollard was back, and he Ran the ball very well, and that is true. But I'm even more excited about Connor Williams game. I think that the fact that Connor Williams best was back on the lineup, excuse me, really, really showed up throughout the game for the Cowboys because we were watching Connor Williams pull efficiently, unlike Connor McGovern. We saw a lot of runs towards the left side of the offensive line because of Connor Williams, and even that touchdown from Ezekiel Elliott. That play does not happen if Connor McGovern is in at left guard. That play was made possible by Connor Williams sealing his block and creating the running lane for Ezekiel to find the end zone. Those kind of small things were very clear with number 52 back in the lineup. No holding calls against him this time. That might change because he holds and that is something that Actually cost him his starting job temporarily this season. But Connor Williams was back in the lineup. And I think that the improvement was very, very clear. The Cowboys should never go back. Just keep Connor Williams back in there and let him do his thing. Because I do believe that he's a very good offensive lineman. Uh, Jessica says, offense needs to capitalize with touchdowns when the defense gets uh, interceptions or turnovers for him. And actually, man, even a little bit more painful, the fact that the Cowboys got four interceptions on this one. And even in spite of that, the Cowboys only scored 21 points. And it is frustrating to watch all of that. Uh, Kenneth Fraser says, couldn't agree with you more, I believe, regarding uh, Connor Williams. So that that is definitely something that was very clear, in my opinion, on today's game. And I was very excited about Connor Williams being back on that lineup. Uh, the Reaper says, the defense was in third string and people get paid also being NFL players. I believe talking about the New York Giants, I would imagine. Ryan Doyle says, an underrated point to the game was Neville Gallimore's interior push. He is like a tank in there, consistently Pushing their center and guards backwards. Neville Gallimore has been playing ball since he got back for the Cowboys last weekend. I agree with what he with, with what Ryan is saying in the chat. Gallimore being back was insane for the Cowboys as well. Even more so this weekend, because we would have been very concerned without Oza without Tristan Hill, but the fact that Gallimore is back with the Cowboys allows the team to play a lot of combinations that I love, including some plays in which they have Armstrong, Basham, Gregory Lawrence, and even Michael Parsons at the same time on the football field, and I love these defensive front looks by by Dan Quinn's defense. Stevie Mac says, Giants defensive line, which by the way, surprisingly had Leonard Williams on the lineup, isn't that good? So it's hard for me to have an opinion on Williams being back just yet. But I like their defensive tackles, though. To be honest, I do like their defensive tackles, even though they're not a great uh, pass rushing team or anything like that. And I love, I, I love what Connor Williams did, regardless of the, of the competition level. I, I I think that what Stevie Mac is com- saying is completely is saying is completely fair. Excuse me. Sorry I get excited about Connor Williams, but I thought he had a great game for the Cowboys today. James says the Green Game, the Green Bay game was disappointing. It really was. We thought we thought they had him they had them. If we tie with them, we win the tiebreaker. I'd rather face them at home. We all know the football gods are going to have us face the Packers first and Tampa in the championship. Hey, when they when they went for two versus the Packers, I really thought they were going to get it. I was not a fan of the decision. I actually, I actually liked the decision, but I was not as a fan of it as I was a few weeks ago when the Ravens played the Steelers, but they had Lamar Jackson. I didn't like the play call for the Ravens. I think they let that slip away. But at the end of the day, I love Jordan Harbour's aggressiveness. And I really thought that the Packers were going to lose. And if the Packers had had the Packers lost that game and assuming that the Bucs also lost tonight, we would have been the number one seed in the NFC. Actually, the Cowboys would have been the number one seed in the NFC temporarily. There's going to be some weird stuff with the seeding because head to head, the Bucs should have the edge over the Cowboys. But as long as it is a triple tie, then things get interesting in the NFC because the Cowboys might have an advantage there. We'll dive into this tomorrow night here on Primetime. Actually, I want to sit down, look at all of the combinations, and really try to break it down and bring you a better analysis tomorrow night here on Primetime about the NFC sitting because I think that we all deserve it. But I have not – I didn't – I wanted to focus tonight on – on the Cowboys' win, actually. So we'll save that for tomorrow night. Make sure to tune in. Anyways, more takeaways from the game. I believe that we have to talk about Tyler Vyadish as well. He had a pretty rough first drive. There was the misnap in which he basically snapped the ball as Dak Prescott was under center, instead of in a shotgun formation. So that was a problem for Tyler Vyadish. And then there was the Zach Martin false start, which it is impossible to know, but maybe it had to do with Tyler Vyadish's communication as well, because you you, you always have to give Zach Martin the benefit of the doubt when he is called for any kind of penalty. We don't know, and it's impossible to know, but I, I will put that into question. I'm not entirely sure that that was Zach Martin's fault, to be completely honest with you. Now, uh, Reaper says, think about it. Think about it. It's a division game, and the Giants, even being a third-string full team, woke up to play the Cowboys, says the Reaper. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I'm Before we move on with more takeaways about the game, listen. I understand the panic around the Cowboys offense. And I do think that those two ways that they improved were very clear with Dak Prescott playing playing better and with Connor Williams playing better and allowing the run game to head towards the left side of the offensive line. I thought that was very clear because by the way, we saw Williams seal his blocks in his spot and also be efficient when pulling and the Cowboys were playing a lot of more concepts with Connor Williams back in the lineup. So that was great. Anyways, before we move on with more thoughts on this Cowboys win, I do believe that it is way too early to press the panic button. We all want the Cowboys offense to play better. We all want them to capitalize within the red zone and all of that. We all want that, but they improved today and the Cowboys got their third straight road win And by the way, those three wins, all of them have been covers in the betting world, which I know is maybe not the most important thing of it all. But what I'm trying to say is their average margin of victory is by 10.66 points. So the Cowboys are winning games in a big way, even though their offense is mightily struggling. So the fact that even though they are shooting themselves in the foot consistently, and are still finding ways to win by over 10 points in average, that should tell us that the Cowboys are in a pretty good spot to move forward to the NFC playoffs. As DeMarcus Lawrence said after the game, and I thought he was spot on. We all know that the Cowboys are making the playoffs. D-Law said it that way. D-Law said something like, we know we're making the playoffs and you guys know it too. It's all about sitting right now. And I think that I, fully, I think that there is something about that comment that is really, really true. It's, it's not only about making the playoffs. We know that is happening, but, but we're, we're talking about improving the Cowboys, even though they have been winning games in average by over 10 points in the last three weeks and games that have been on the road, by the way. So I think that we might be a little bit too hard on the Cowboys in recent weeks. We might have been doing that recently, even though we, we still want a lot of things to improve. But once again, the Cowboys are 10-4, and four, and the Cowboys are, you know, past their win total. And they're winning games even in spite of offensive issues, because they ha- they have been scoring issues. Beryl Killer says, since Micah wasn't as dominant today, the defense gets a double goal star." and I was happy to see Jalen since he was on the other sideline," says Beryl Killer. Thank you for your comment and for your donation as well. Did you guys see, by the way, that super weird sequence in which the Cowboys are lined up, ready to play the Landry shift, and kneel down for the victory, and then Jalen sort of... Does the Landry shift as well and then pumps his fist into the air. I am really so confused about that. It is so funny, though. And shout out to DC Blue Star because she tweeted out something like, that is the funniest thing that we have seen since the Marco Murray kept referring to the Cowboys as we while wearing an Eagles uniform. That was like, I cannot cannot fully understand what was going through Jalen's mind. When he did that, that was so weird. Anyways, some of the more some of the other issues that we have been seeing, as TV Mac is saying, City already has eight drops for the year, had eight last year as well, says TV Mac. And I was actually looking at a pro football focus tweet from the 7th of December. So this was two games ago, basically. No, one game ago. Two games ago, excuse me, two games ago. And City had only three drops. For the season. So he has five in the past couple of weeks, including three today. And I understand that the sun was a factor, but some of them are just, you cannot justify them. I love CD Lamb and I think he's going to be a great player, but you want him to clean that up a little bit, specifically because there are some plays that you kind of feel like CD can make it if he gets his two hands on the ball instead of just the one. And I might be wrong about this, but I do feel like that has been the case a few times for CD Lamp already. Hopefully he's able to clean that up a little bit. Uh, Kenneth says, we just need to improve more and more. That's just all there is to it. And I think that if that is a concern at this point, the Cowboys should be in a good spot. We all want the Cowboys to, to clean it up in the red zone. Dallas Junk says, this is Dan Quinn's and Tank's defense. Marcus Lawrence keeps making that statement that he had, that he is elite and he always has been elite, actually, for the Dallas Cowboys. And I agreed with uh, the fact that even though Micah didn't show up in in the sacks and everything, he still had a pretty good game versus the run. And in coverage, like we talked about on that, Kenny Galladay play. Loved what the Cowboys defense did, by the way. A lot of great moments. Uh, how about Malik Hooker getting an interception? which was more or less a freebie from Mike Glennon. But even still, Malik Hooker, that was only the the sherry on top of his defensive performance today because Hooker was having a great game before that and he has been so physical and it is so exciting to watch him play. Little by little, he's been earning more and more playing time because he is so physical on defense and you got to love it. Uh, Jacob says, love it, man. It was a a fun game. The hell, this is what, this is the kind of comments that gets you blocked right out of the gate. Sorry, we had to block someone in the YouTube chat. That was just a bad comment to make. Sorry about that. Anyways, I, I think that once I block him, it disappears. I'm not going to say what the comment said because it truly sucked anyways. He is now blocked from ADC Sports Dallas YouTube. I'm so glad, says Dallas Young. Kellen Moore ran to the outside more often, especially with TP. Specifically, to the left side, we saw a lot of more runs to the left side and the Cowboys were being super efficient in that. Ryan says, the tackling by the secondary seems to be better. Charles Moore says, I think that we get the number one seed because the Bucs are struggling and you put pressure on Rodgers, he falls, and the Cards struggle too. It is going to be such a weird tie breaking procedure in the in the NFC, by the way, as long as the Dallas Cowboys, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, because of the triple, the the triple tie thing, the Cowboys are actually actually benefit from a triple tie. Because otherwise you get the head-to-head tiebreaker versus the box, and it is not great, of course. Anyways, here goes the most important question of tonight's show. And I agree with Dario. TP is so fast. He's so impressive. Here we go. This is the question of the of the night. Who was your primetime performer of the game? There are a lot of options. There are a lot of options this this after this game in my opinion because there wasn't one super dominant performance. There is not an obvious response. And a lot of the players that you would usually pick are not candidates in this scenario. I will say Demarcus Lawrence though, I was tempted to go with a wild card option and I was going to say Connor Williams just to really, but but I, I already talked a lot about Connor Williams. So I will, I will go with D-Law because Lawrence is impressive versus the run, versus triple teams. The first fumble that he had, Was also a great play tonight. So I will go today, excuse me. So I will go with D-Law for that one. And he set the tone as Beryl Killer is saying in the chat. Such an impressive player. Never stopped being elite. by the way. He never stopped being an elite defensive performer. Uh, Dan Quinn against his burner account. Fair answer. Dan Quinn will be assistant of the year, maybe. Uh, Dallas Young says, (laughs) hooker for me, Malik hooker for me. Uh, Sieg, because he scored the touchdowns, is Kila, And Sieg, by the way, he looked way better. And I also believe that, that has to do a lot with the offensive blocking up front. But I think that he he looked a little bit healthier tonight, today. D-Loss is Peter Rizzo. Lawrence is Cheryl as well. Bruce Winters, I like the tight end, Dalton Schultz. Actually, now that I think about it, because of his catches in the red zone, I would imagine that did, did Dalton Schultz lead the team in receptions? He did. eight receptions for 67 yards and, of course, the touchdown, which brings us to another takeaway on that touchdown by by Dalton Schultz. We confirmed today, we confirmed that Connor McGovern is going to get a target at some point this season or in the postseason. We... Connor McGovern was out there waiting for his opportunity to come. It didn't because the Giants caught up to it. But in that play in which Dalton Schultz scored a touchdown, Connor McGovern was out there running a shallow cross route. He, he started lined up to the right side. He was uncovered, which made him eligible to catch a, a football. And Dak Prescott wasn't able to find him open. But Dalton Schultz ended up coming in in the clutch and getting the touchdown. But hey, it, this confirmed all of our conspiracy theories about McGovern eventually getting a shot. This will happen at some point. Hopefully it does during the postseason. How awesome would that be? But that was fun. Uh, who's better? Asks Carty in the chat. Lawrence or Gregory? I believe Lawrence is the correct answer here even though we have not seen as much of D-Law this season as Gregory because of his injury. But I believe that D-Law is is actually a little bit on another level, to be honest with you. I think that D-Law is able to be productive, even though he still sees a lot of double teams. He is an elite run defender. I'm not quite sure that we can say that about Randy. And I love Gregory as a pass rusher. I'm just not quite sure if he's as complete as, of a defender as uh, Demarcus Lawrence is. Berl Killer says, I want to see a Micah interception. That would be the sherry on top of such a dominant defensive season for, for Parsons. And yet another argument for him to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, <laughs> Stevie Mack, I know what you're talking about, man. I know what you're talking about. And I, I apologize. I apologize about what happened that one time. <laughs> uh, Modelo Times says, I'm calling it now. McGovern catches the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. Says Modelo. Hey, that's, that's ambitious. That's definitely ambitious, though. Uh, let's see. Kenneth Fraser says, going into halftime, 6 nothing Saints. Tom Brady is struggling. I really don't understand what goes on versus Tom Brady when he faces the Saints. And there's another sack, actually, and the Tampa Bay Bucs are going to be left in zeros before halftime. I don't get it. They pressure him way more often. He throws the interceptions. He has yet to win a regular season game versus the Saints, and even the one that the Bucs won last postseason, he uh, he actually, you know, he actually did not have a great game. Tom Brady didn't. So yeah, Tom Brady was sacked and the Saints are still leading the game. And this might end up being a huge break for the Cowboys because I think that if you want a team to lose in the NFC, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, it is the Tampa Bay Bucs. Even more so than the Packers and even more so than the Cardinals because the Bucs have the the tiebreaker on you if you're Dallas Cowboys. Anyways, more takeaways, more takeaways from the game. Definitely, the play calling. Let's talk about the scoring issues for the Cowboys. It is not only about the drops. It is not only about some missed plays here and there. The one that was, the, the one that was so frustrating for for the Cowboys, in my opinion, came in that offensive drive that started at the eight yard line, and the Cowboys were driving down the field, and everything pointed towards them punching punching it in for six points. But the, the drive ended with a Dak Prescott sack, and it was so frustrating to watch, but it did happen. And I don't have anything against that play. I just, I do believe that it is fair to say that the, that the Giants got the better of the Cowboys on that one. But it is these drive killers that we see on early downs the screen passes, the early runs. We had a sequence in which the Cowboys ran a screen pass in second and seven. And of course, it was the C, one of the CD Lamb drops. And then on third and seven, they decide to run the football in the red zone. And that is something that I will never understand. I will never understand third and seven runs, even less so when we're talking about the red zone, because if you're talking midfield football and you want to catch the defense off guard with a draw play, I kind of understand that. You want to catch the other team off guard. And sometimes it even works, but with the space reduced Inside the 20-yard line, you don't want those kind of plays. I really don't understand what was going through Kellen Moore's mind with that sequence of play calling. And this is not me giving up on Kellen Moore or anything like that. I still believe he's a very bright, young offensive coach and that he's going places in his NFL career. But what is up with that? It's been a few weeks with these similar play calling issues for the Dallas Cowboys. And yeah we can point towards the first few weeks of the season and say it was working back then sure but it was back then you want them to change it up you you want to you want the screen passes to reduce to to be less and less and you want to avoid any kind of third and long runs of course but also the first, da- the first and ten runs, the second and ten runs. It is okay to to send a few of those, but it is so so consistent with the Cowboys that it gets tiring. Definitely, I hope Kellen Moore is listening. Says Jessica. Hey, I love the ADC Sports Dallas Primetime Show. I have I have my doubts that he is listening though. <laughs> Ken Rock says he's gonna be a head coach, bro. And yeah, that's what I mean when I'm saying like. This guy is going to go places and Kellen Moore is still a very bright coach, but I, I don't like what we have been seeing recently from him. Stevie Max is also killing plays and changing it to the halfback counter is getting annoying as well. That is true. Beryl Killer says, we never throw downfield anymore and when we do, they drop it half the time. And about the lack of downfield plays, that is something that I can definitely live, by, live with because... It was windy out there and that one throw to Michael Gallup that was a deep pass. It was evident in that play. I was not that against not having deep throws, but it is this first and 10 runs, the second and 10 runs that really frustrated me uh, because I remember, says Burner Account, when he when we hired Wade Phillips and Garrett, I swear, undermined him and then got the job, says Burner Account. I don't think... I think that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Kellen will get it together, says Rudy Garza. That is something that I agree with as well. I believe that the entire offense gets it together. It's a lot of talent for for the Cowboys. It is a lot of talent for the Cowboys not to get it together. And I bet Dak Prescott will, and I bet that Kellen Moore will, and hopefully it starts next weekend because... The Arizona Cardinals game is closing in. And even though they lost to the Detroit Lions, the Cardinals are still a tough, tough football team. There is a reason why their record is what it is. There is a reason why they have won so many straight. Two of their losses are against the Packers and another one against the Rams. Those are two very respectable opponents you want to lose to, definitely. Uh, So... The, the Cardinals game will be a challenge. You want the Cowboys to take advantage of that one ramp-up game that they're getting next weekend. I thought this was going to be the game in which the Cowboys offense fully bounced back, and they only partially bounced back because I believe that the offensive line blocked better and Dak Prescott played better. Stevie Max says, no more screen, please. No, No more screens, please. That was frustrating, as Kilobots is saying as well in the chat. The Reaper says, The Cards don't have DeAndre Hopkins. That's a giant lose. And it's sounding like he will not be back until deep in the playoffs, according to Adam Schefter's report from earlier today. What I'm a little bit more scared about for for the Cardinals game is is, is their defense. Vance Joseph has done a tremendous job with their defense. I actually believe that might be like the assistant of the year matchup because I believe that right now it is between these two defensive coordinators, Dan Queen for the Cowboys and Joseph for the Cardinals. They have done such a good job with their defense. Uh Ryan says, Do you think we will see more of Jeremy Sprinkle at tight end in the offense more? We might, we might, because Both Schultz and Sean McKeon are more of receiving tight ends and maybe not as physical as Jeremy Sprinkle can be sometimes. Sprinkle is a veteran. He he knows what is up. So I I like Jeremy Sprinkle, actually. And without Blake Jarwin, and of course, Blake Jarwin might come back as well at some point. But but without Jarwin, I wouldn't be opposed to more Jeremy Sprinkle on this offense at all. Uh, Over here, we had another chat, other comment that I want to read but i missed it i i lost it actually anyways kent Rock says with this crazy defense Dak will be back cowboys gonna be scary running through the playoffs watch i kind of feel similar to what kent is saying here i i believe that this that this offense will bounce back and the cowboys will still be one of the best teams in the nfc let's see if kellen moore is able to adjust though we all want him to adjust He might have to pick sort of an identity maybe to bounce back. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. The thing is, during the Cowboys winning streak, we talked a lot about, and there was an interesting article about this on TheRinger.com that talked about Kelly Moore showing new stuff every game. And it was working at the beginning for the Cowboys. And it was not a gimmicky offense. It was solid concept for the Cowboys ran out of a variety of formations and quads for example having these quads formations was huge for the Cowboys offense I don't know though if the Cowboys have something that they can go back to when things are not working and just try to insist with it sort of what we saw in that Patriots game when the Cowboys decided to go back to a lot of twelve personnel and just really bet on that running game and them blocking better than The Patriots were attacking them. I don't know that if the Cowboys have that right now, and I believe that is maybe what Kellen Moore wants to go back and fix. Something that the Cowboys can go back to even when everything is going south, offensively speaking, of course. Maybe try to find that true identity for this offense. Maybe that is what is missing for the Cowboys. And maybe... Kellen Moore was being super ambitious at the beginning of the year and it was working, but now it isn't. So you need to go back to the basics. But the basics does not mean running the football on first and 10 or or on third and long or running screen passes. Try to find something else and try to run these solid concepts that work for for a lot of these offenses, including the Tampa Bay Bucs. Even though right now, it is not the best example for, for the box, of course. But the Packers, that run a lot of quick game elements, and they're so good at running these quick game elements with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, try to find that groove as well and that rhythm. I think they will. I think they will end up figuring out, and hopefully the Cowboys are back before we know it. Anyways, this is the most important thing. Before we close out the show, the Cowboys are 10-4, and 4, guys. The Cowboys are literally 10-4. and And four of their losses, at least one of them, was in week one versus the Tampa Bay Bucs. The Cowboys have four losses this season, and two of them are against the teams that literally played in the latest Super Bowl. Their win total this year was set at 9.5. It is already over. And there are still three games left to be played. Two of them should be easy wins. Easy, you know, quote-unquote easy. Because, of course, this is the NFL and there are no easy games. But the Cowboys should be favored is what I want to say. And then the Cardinals game will be a little bit of a wild card. We'll see how it goes. How about defense, by the way? I believe that the Cowboys are in a very good spot. They have won their last three on the road by an average of over 10 points. They have covered those three games in terms of the betting spread. Good teams win, great teams cover. And although I say it half-jokingly, the Cowboys are doing a pretty good job, even while having a lot of mistakes on these games. I think this team's potential and ceiling is quite high, even after all of the struggles that we have been seeing as of lately. Anyways, guys, uh, just a few more comments before I leave you tonight. Burner Account says, Mo, I just want to see Dallas finally exceeding expectations, especially when standards are high. I don't know if they will exceed them, but I still believe in their ceiling. Dallas Young says, last time I checked, a divisional road win is huge, especially when it is the third road consecutive win. We got this. this is Jessica Villarreal. Beryl Killer says, 10 and 4. Yeah, baby, I'm very happy. Tomorrow night, we'll talk about NFC seeding. We'll talk about some of the potential combinations. It will be quite interesting with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Hopefully they lose today. We are rooting for the Saints tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Anyways, guys, I will let you enjoy the second half of the show. Ryan, I appreciate you reminding people to hit the like button and of course share the show. Most importantly, though, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content this week tomorrow night i will have an article by the way out on adc sports.com make sure to be on the lookout for that as well make sure you hit the like button if you're watching on facebook youtube or twitter let your friends know about adc sports dallas Primetime. thank you to all of you for tuning in and i will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m central thank you guys and the cowboys are 10 and 4 enjoy it and enjoy the second half of the monday night football game sunday night football game excuse me Thank you, and I will see you tomorrow night. It is Christmas week, by the way. Let's go. Thank you, guys.